Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. Uh, my name is Caleb Pearson, uh, and I'm your host for today. Uh, you guys are probably aware that we've been uh, really focusing on prioritizing the body. Uh, that's something that the elders have been working on. That's something that we on the podcasting front have been doing. So we've been looking at community groups, uh, how to serve using our gifts and talents, getting plugged in if you're new to FBC, sort of a, a pathway to discipleship. Uh, last week, we got to hear about the FBC uh, Shenandoah Church Plan. Uh, so today, we will continue to look at our call to community uh, and our call to serve from the eyes of leading and discipling others and kind of address the question of what does it look like to, to draw people into a community and serve in that way. So uh, I'm here with uh, Jim Poole uh, and Rachel Poole. They're here to share a little bit about their story um, and talk what, it, what it's been like to kind of serve at FBC and really prioritize the body. So uh, to start off, the floor is open. I'm not going to ask either one of you specifically to answer sure. a question. Uh, you guys can decide on that. But share a little bit of your background, your story, uh, and what brought you to FBC, and also more specifically, how have uh, you been serving in that way over the years? Sure. Yeah, we'll start off. Um, I start. I came to FBC because my family moved here uh, back in actually the mid uh, mid eighties, and so I started coming here. Ah, the eighties. All the way back in the <laughs> late eighties, and uh, yeah, there's some of those songs at the yeah. uh, celebrate the fortieth anniversary from the eighties. Oh, okay, there you go. So there, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, so that's when I came. And so I've been here um, a long time and thankful to the Lord uh, for the way that, that he's used uh, this church uh, mm-hmm. in my life for, for a long time. And mm-hmm. so in terms of um, just I can't I can't communicate, I can't put words to uh, how much God has uh, really used this particular church uh, in my life. And we've been married for 23 years um, as yeah. of two months ago. And so you share how you cool. came to here, came to the church. Um, yeah. So we met in Bible school in Michigan. Okay. <clears throat> and um, at that point, once we met and got engaged, then I moved here and we've lived here off and on since then. So we've gone, you know, when I came here, Jim was already a part of Fellowship Bible Church. So it was great. I could just yeah. slot into church here and I've really enjoyed being a part of the church here. Awesome. That's super cool. So what did it look like for you guys? You know, you, st- you start attending FBC. Was there a pretty clear cut path or kind of conviction in your heart to get plugged in and serve right away? Did that kind of take some time? What did that look like? Um, and obviously, Jim, we kind of can address your pastoral role here in a second. But when you guys moved here and really got plugged in, what, what, what did that look like for your family? Yeah, so we um, we went to school. We met uh, at, at school, got married shortly after uh, getting out of Bible school, and then um, we... You were already part of helping with the youth ministry. You were doing a small group yeah. I think at okay. the time, or yeah. part of that, and so I kind of, I I joined in that year. Yeah. Um, I think I helped with a small group, and that was probably our only year together in the youth. Yeah, okay, interesting. Right. Yeah, because yeah. then at the end of that year... We went to Thailand. That's right. For a yeah. year. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was that with FBC? The it was. to Thailand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, we went and lived over in the village with Scott and Annette. Sure. Uh, okay. Homeschooled cool. their kids. Yeah. They were little. Uh, yeah. Smart kids? Elementary school. Did a good job. So. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So 
you're obviously on staff here, right? Mm-hmm. Pastoral role. I, I don't know your official title, missions pastor, associate missions pastor. Associate missions associate pastor. Mission yeah. pastor. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it could be easy for us to really dive into, you know, your pastoring, your, your vocational role and what that mm-hmm. has looked like. But we really don't want to talk about that here today. As far as prioritizing the body has concerned, you know, you have this global missions um, ambition, but what does it look like for you guys to really embrace the local church uh, and prioritize kind of the local community and disciple? people here outside of outside of that role yeah I'd, I'd like to say too um, that when I when you look at the number of years that I've been a part of the church um, I've been a part of the church more than I've been a pastor here mm-hmm. so kind of in that sense um, be th- what we're talking about today in terms of you know being involved in community groups and mm-hmm. discipling and things like that it's clearly not something that's you know just left up to those that you have that official role. And so I think that's, that's important great. that we, yeah. you know, for all of this listening and um, thinking through this topic of community groups and small groups and discipleship, it's, it's, it's for everybody mm. in, in, in the good. church. And so, yeah, um, just for, uh, for, for a long time, um, uh, I had somebody disciple me okay. um, when I was uh, early twenties on into my thirties. And so I think that, uh, being discipled uh, by someone and having someone take take the time to spend time with me one-on-one uh, was a huge impact for me in terms of uh, discipleship. And it really raised the value of how important and critical good. Uh, discipleship can be. And then through, through that as well, we were part of a small group. And then... Uh, by being a part of that small group really saw the value and the importance of that small group and, and just okay. the, the community uh, and, and, and staying together and being connected. You know, it, it goes without saying that, you know, all of us are built for community. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. is. And we want to we want to be we want to belong. We want to be a part of something that goes from, you know, teenagers to young adults to those with families to, you know, all the way up. And so, um, yeah, that was very, really valuable for me being a part of, you know, small groups uh, in my 20s and being discipled in my 20s and on into my into my 30s. Yeah, that's good. So what is your your current role as a couple and in, in leading a small group? How has God shaped and formed uh, that group over the last couple of years? What is what does that look like? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Sure. Um We've always pretty much always had some sort of group, Bible study group, community group, um, not always officially a community group, but in our home, I think through the years, pretty much always. Um, But um, the past few years, we kind of had a pretty small group and um, and it it was fine. It was it was fine that way. But then it kind of dwindled a little bit smaller. And so um, this summer, we kind of took a look at it and said, hey, you know, it's it's really gotten small. What do we want to do at this point? Like we were kind of not sure what mm-hmm. direction to go with the group. I don't know if I take it from there. Yeah. And so at that point, we there were five of us that had gotten down to five. And so we the five of us talked, uh, we prayed, we discussed, mm-hmm. you know, what is what would the Lord, you know, really have us to do? And there were, you know, we stopped meeting um, and then the five of us, you know, looked to other groups to be a part of some okay. other groups um, or 
did God have us to kind of retool our existing group and invite hmm. uh, some people just to see if there would be any interest in uh, coming to and being a part of our group. And so, um, yeah, after taking some time, actually uh, during COVID, because we didn't we didn't meet there for a couple, for probably eight weeks, we didn't meet. Sure. So that's like the time we didn't meet and we just talked and prayed about it. Okay. So we, we decided to uh, retool the group and reach out to some folks and, and see if God would have it to have it to grow and bring some more, you know, some new folks into, into the, into our group. Yeah. And we discussed it with the group. Yeah. Like it wasn't just our decision. Just kind it of a was yeah. a group decision. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was great. So, um, so all of us knew of some uh, families, uh, couples um, that you know kind of had in our mind that we had you know seen on a Sunday morning or uh, in uh, some sort of service role or something like that. We knew of some uh, some couples that we would we'd like to invite, and so uh, we reached out to those folks, and and, and they were interested. And so mm-hmm. everybody that we invited uh, took us up on it. Wow! And so awesome. and yeah, so it was, it was neat. It was it was confirmation from the Lord that He wanted us to, you know, keep the group going. But I think too, for me, probably the main thing that I that it communicated to me and that I actually was excited about is that there are people in the congregation that are wanting to be a part of things. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, all that it took was for us to uh, take that initiative yeah, and to reach so out to these folks and say, hey, um, are you a part of anything or do you want to be a part of anything? You know, we've got we're retooling our group. And um, if you want to be a part of of a community group, uh, we'd love to have you. And so it was just taking the initiative, mm. uh, asking, putting it out there and um Everybody was interested. Yeah. So exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was exciting. And I would imagine there there was more of a, a personal extension of an invite. It was less of a, these people are going through the website or they find an email, ah, should I pray through a community group? But there's really that personal, like, I've noticed you're a part of this church body. Have you ever considered being a part of, you know, maybe something a little bit smaller? We get often, you know, oh my goodness, big church. How can mm-hmm. we make it intentionally feel small? And I like the language you use there. I mean, it takes intentionality. We ha- we stumbling across community is a rare thing. We really need to pursue it. Um, and so, in, in your experience over the years, has that been more fruitful of of a having the mentality of a community group leader or a small group leader really pursuing people? I would imagine that has led to more organic connections than waiting until somebody asks you to join the group. It seems pretty rare. Would that would that be the case? It would be. It'd be the case, I think, a hundred percent. That yeah. that all for me. If I look, if I were to look back, it would be mm-hmm. um, nearly a hundred percent personal invite that we've had with people. Okay, you know, Honest. through through wow. years, and so. Um, I mean, yeah, the young adult ministry way back in the day, we did that. Mm-hmm. Might have been different, but sure. Since yeah. then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say we've probably mostly invited people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, one thing too to point out is that um, one of the uh, guys uh, from it boiled down to five, like we said, um, he actually as well took ownership in inviting some people as well. So it wasn't just me. Uh, so Good, I want to yeah, I want right, to say, hey, right. uh, we're you know we're a family here of 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 this small group. We're 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 a body of this small group, and it wasn't just me 
taking the lead, me taking the ownership, uh, pursuing mm-hmm. and initiating, and reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. It was also um, other people within our group. So mm-hmm. again, it's the I think the the priority um, of the co-leading of our group, and I like that you know. Yeah, I'm not just the one leading the studies. Um, right. So it's myself and three other guys that okay. are all leading the study. So we take turns actually teaching the study. So awesome. Again, comes away from me being the you know being a pastor is being the one that's got to do all the work. That's great. You know, we gotta we need to get away from that as we as we know we're 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 mm. we're trying to equip people to do the work of the ministry. Mm. So so these guys are actually we're all co-leading. You know, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not just a lone leader. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And even in my own experience with community group, you know, because there, there is a website, you can go find community groups. Sure. You know, I'll share that here at the end of the podcast. And we even have this, this handout of here's the town it meets in, here's mm. the frequency at which it meets that can work for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But I've heard a lot of different connections of people attending a community group and then learning later, oh, there was also one that was a block away, but they don't want to change because they found community. Right. And right. It, it didn't have anything to do with you know, the church program or just an arbitrary assigning of this shall be your community group, but there's this organic, you were drawn to each other, like you you spoke to, the community of that. And, and I think that's great. And, and it's really important, especially for our listeners to hear, you know, a little bit of y'all's testimony about community group, because it, it has very little to do with you being a pastor right. is not just a pastor's job. Pastoring is a verb. You know, right. we can all do this. Um, sure. and, and vocational ministry is one thing, but to really have a heart for others and embrace that spiritual walk together uh, is is really, really good. Um, yeah, and you know, I would say too that, I mean, we felt like it really was a matter of God's timing as well. Like it just seemed mm-hmm. like God kind of, he gave us a time to think it through and to discuss it with the small group we had been left with. And then, um, and then he just kind of put these different people in our lives and it was mm-hmm. like he he had a plan all along. You know, he had kind of known this is where the group needed to go. And there were these people mm-hmm. out there that he wanted to bring in community with us. And so he kind of it just it just felt like a real I don't know. It just felt like God's timing. Yeah. Just yeah. really obvious. Mm. That's really good. And especially pairing that with, you know, the covid era. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a list of excuses not to host a traditional community group, mm-hmm. I think we're living it. <laughs> um, but but I like that that was your approach to it was to really take some time to pray over mm-hmm. it. You know, you don't want to just force and rinse and repeat meetings that maybe feel empty, but then have that conversation with the whole community. This is our this is not Jim Poole's community group. Right. It's our community that's group. Right. Yep. So so yep. what what are we going to do about that and I Yeah. I think that's great. I think it, it speaks volumes to the vibrancy of, of the local church and what that means. Um, and so I, I personally had a question for you guys. I mean, being in you know vocational ministry, pursuing global missions, how has that reconciled with your desire to be involved locally? Because clearly you still are. I mean, have you, Rachel, found yourself, I don't know how often, is she traveling with you? Have you guys had the global focus and then also the local focus? Do they feel like two different things or has the Lord really all kind of brought it together? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know that I can speak for you as far as the global or local focus. I mean, like I said, we've had usually typically we've had a Bible study in our home for years and years. So, um, there were times that Jim would travel, Okay, but I think he was always very plugged in to our group here. Um, you know, but, um, yeah. And there's, I think there's, there's definitely in a sense community that, 
you're trying to be a part of globally as well. And I'm not able to travel as much, so I'm more more here locally. Mm. I mean, I, but yeah. I do have, like I think in a sense, like community looks different when you're dealing with people who live in another country because, right. you know, then you're using things like social media more to mm. stay in touch with people. Mm. And, and I think we both do that with missions. Yeah. 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 So to your question, um, um, you do take a trip or two with me a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. and so, uh, Rachel speaks Spanish. And, okay. Um, so oftentimes she'll go with us to uh, Ecuador down there to see Juan and Tirso. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten to know them, you know, very well through the years. Mm. Um, but as well, you've been uh, with with us to Thailand and uh, Kenya and different places. So yeah, um, yeah. So we're able to travel together uh, some. Um, really, the the fundamental principles are the same if you really think about it, because when it comes down to, uh, you know, teaching the scriptures, um, it, it comes down to the content. And, um, mm-hmm. and so that's, uh, um, that's really, really important. Uh, not only in my, uh, you know, global missions pastor role, but also mm-hmm. in a local role, you know, here at the church and our, in our community group, you know, the content is really important. So, so that, that crosses both. Um, and then, you know, discipleship, it's, it, it's, uh, it's the same. It, it's, it's, it's building relationships with people, whether you're in Asia or Africa or Latin America or wherever, and then uh, just communicating the scriptures and how mm-hmm. do the scriptures come into everyday life and teaching through things. Well, you can do that uh, with somebody around the world and come home and sit in your own living room and do the same thing. And so that yeah. that's that's in a sense crosses any any cultures. Now, obviously, things that people are going through in different areas of the world are different than things that are sure. people are going through here in Winchester. But the biblical truths are the same, right? And so, um, so it yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunities to you know to do both. You know, we're not uh, we're not I don't do global stuff at the at the you know expense of local stuff and sure so, yeah it, it, we're able to mm-hmm. be able to to blend both and with covid um you know scott and i haven't traveled since february and right. so in that sense right. um it's it's given the past however many months that is to give a, to give more time to just mm-hmm. hey what's going on here in our local church what's going on here locally mm-hmm. i think through our own community group so uh, that's been a uh, a result of not traveling. I'm not either getting ready for a trip or catching up sure. from a trip. I'm just able to you know, be here. And okay, Lord. Yeah. What, what am I going to do with the yeah. context you've kept me in? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. And I, I love to hear that that story because it really does put to to context the the prioritizing of the body. I think we, we've heard that phrase every Sunday. So our listeners are hearing that yeah. for the second time this week. They see a graphic, prioritize the body. But that can be this pretty ethereal or spiritual, ooh, I'm going to be in Sunday school and I need to figure out how to prioritize the body. But it really is for the Monday through Saturday. Sure. What, are, what are we doing 
with members of our, our local church and also being able to partner with that bigger vision. And Jim, I mean, a couple of years ago, we didn't have any podcasts, but now, or Zoom, I mean, nobody knew what Zoom was. Right, now sure. I would imagine right. a large majority of your missionary connections. I mean, are, are you guys even still Zooming on Mondays? Or I we know do. you used to, okay. Yeah, we're still Zooming. And then uh, mm-hmm. I know the Global Church Podcast has been something mm-hmm. that's kind of taken off as well. Yeah. And, and so that's just been an encouragement even for our listeners to feel like, wow, now I, I know what the missions pastors are up to. And it starts to paint a bigger picture right. of kind of where those two those two things, the local church and the global church, kind of come together. Right. Um, and That's you guys right. are, a, are a tremendous example of that. So so thank you so much for that. Um, that's all the questions I have. Yeah. Do you guys have anything, any other words of wisdom to give us or anything? I don't mean to put you on the spot, yeah. but I'm going to jump into an outro for some announcements if there's if there's kind of nothing else. Yeah. So I actually say that it's just relational, and um, mm. it's just it's just doing life with people. And, um, you know, God cares a lot about people. I mean, mm. that, that's that's probably the understatement of the day, the right. month or the year that God cares a lot for people. But, you know, people matter to God. And so just to just to be available for uh, God to use us in uh, in people's lives, whether mm. it's, you know, serving them through a physical need, whether it's listening to them you know, share uh, their joys or their struggles or opening up the scriptures and um, walking through, you know, some truth mm-hmm. with them. But yeah, just being, you know, willing just to do, you know, relationships with people. That's very much, I think, mm-hmm. what God's about. That's awesome. Yeah, it points to even just the way you mentioned connecting with people to extend that invite. You found that people were willing. Right. Oh, wow. A personal extension to be plugged in. Yes. You know, it, I think it's it's it speaks volumes to giving somebody in the church the opportunity to say no to community. Even with the young adult ministry, that's something that's been heavy on my heart. Yeah. I don't want them to you know, get to the gates and be like, I felt like there was nothing down there yeah. for me. But no, you will have to say no to us because sure. we will extend that invitation yeah. to you to really love on you. And all you, they so. could do is say no. Right. But if you don't right. put it out there, they have no chance to say yes. Right. right. Worst case scenario, there's a status quo and <laughs> you you know, the Lord's still stirring in their hearts, whatever right. it might be. But exactly. everybody needs it so we can, sure. we can rest in that. Well, thank you guys for being here. Uh, that was super awesome. Travis. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, as a reminder, you can go to fbcva.lifeforward.com slash podcast to submit any questions or feedback. Also, you can drop reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. We also do have resources all over the place. So if you do go to the website, you can go to Fellowship at Home uh, as a hyperlink or also uh, look in the show notes of this podcast itself to find more stuff. Uh, Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, And until we chat again, let Christ be the focus of your life each and every day. 